The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, Britt Johnson, and Newey Scruggs. Tuesday edition of the Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. Number 42, Barry Church. What's poppin'? The old old 42. Original. The old 42. Original. Britt Johnson. What's up? Newest member of the show and the survivor himself. The black survivor. <laughs> you know what? You know what? As you say that though, as you say that, I do want to take a take a moment to say that this is the first season where the mandate for 50% of the cast having to be people of color is in effect. So this will be the most diverse season. You'll see a lot of black survivors. Latino, mm-hmm. you'll see Asian. It's going to be a good season, and it's going to be the most diverse, fun season. Were you the too. last black survivor? Was I what? Were you the last black survivor? Can, can we know that? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, this guy. I got to know. Watch the, watch watch the show. Watch, there we go. In case you don't know, the new episode of Survivor is going to air tomorrow. It debuts tomorrow, and our own Danny McRae is there. So uh, check Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? And your, uh, your social media handles? At Danny DMAC44 on Twitter. At Danny McCray forty on Instagram. Okay, so make sure you're following there. I'll also give retweets as well. Um, how many black men were on the show? Uh, there were your cast four. Four. Okay. How many four. black women? There were one, two, 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 six, six. Okay. okay. So when I watch, I'm going to identify who is. That crazy Negro. <laughs> because all these reality There's shows, one. they're always for one. one. They're always looking for one. I mean, and nobody captured it better than the old reality show Flavor of Love. Without oh. a doubt. I, I, Without well, I was almost going to say, I ca- almost can guarantee it's probably going to be a woman. I'm Miss New saying. York. Boy. Oh, man. Flavor of Love. The HBIC. <laughs> she made sure she took that 15 minutes. I mean, <laughs> I tell you, you, they made sure that that woman, I I love the end where she got cut. And she's like, I don't care. I don't care. And you just see her walk out. You see her in the car. She broke all that. she's crying. Let me tell you something. She should have got some hands put on her for spitting Uh, in that lady's face. Wait, I thought she got spit on. Pumpkin spit on her. I mean, she should have put her hands on her every time she's seen her because it was a loogie. Yeah. It was. That, that's it nasty. to it. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it wasn't just no regular spit. <laughs> yep. All right, it that was, was that. Pumpkin. It was that stuff that come from down up in there. <laughs> when you try to wipe it off your face, <laughs> it'll stick it to your face spit. and your hands. <laughs> so hopefully on your reality show Survivor, we don't see anything like that. But I just know the the, the magic formula is they make these television shows is they look for one crazy well, Negro. Was that Bri- was Bridget on that show? Yes, Bridget Mills. Yeah, Yes, the flavor of love. That was when I was. Uh, and I, Brigitte. I, I, I will raise my hand. I unfortunately got sucked into Same here, reality man. TV shows. That was the best years of it. Brains, wasting cells. Oh, it was so bad, it was good. 
know. I had to tell myself I had to stop watching the the Millionaire Matchmaker and and Real Housewives. I was I was unfortunately doing that. So I had to stop. But what I'm, am I doing? I'm a Real Housewives stop. watcher now. Really? I, I, I watch the Salt Lake. I watch Potomac. Uh, I don't even all, watch. Yeah, I watch. I watch all that. It's interesting. Did your wife get you I don't watch into those? She did. She, she did. did. I didn't know anything about it until I saw her watching one. I'm like, all right, hold on, wait. It's, it's something to this. Wow. <laughs> New Jersey. They wilding. Yeah, they wild. They be wilding, man. They wild. It's interesting to see the like the different dynamics based on the uh, location, mm-hmm. right? So Beverly Hills versus New York versus Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. You know, it's a. Uh, is it, is it? As the only female on the show, I just want to say, you guys, I did not start this conversation. This is not me. Don't go on social media saying that's why Brit's there. You guys just talking about Real Housewives. Never seen oh, no. it. Don't watch it. I enjoy the Real Housewives. I enjoy. I watch. I, I watch a lot of reality TV, and now I am on reality TV. Hey, look at my guy out here. Black Survivor. I've never watched Survivor, so this will be my first time. I've never watched Survivor, so I'll, I'll be into this. There are a couple reality shows I just haven't watched. That's that's one of them. So I'll. Be interested in that. Okay. I've never watched The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, so same. That's uh, another one that I won't won't get into. Oh yeah, he watched it. I'm on that. He went to laugh and do all that. I'm on that. Church is right there. I am I'm so there. surprised in, in y'all. I'm, I'm I don't right watch there. none of these shows. Bravo, they team Bravo. Yeah, I'm Bravo. Bravo one. Hey, I'm on it. What's this? Hold on, Andy Cohen. He like marrying millions. Hey, they had him. Hey, they had him down here. My boy Bill. You know, he in some legal trouble right now. Hey, well, you know, oh hey. my gosh. <laughs> so, what's, what's the show? how about them cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> we go after dark with Andy Cohen. So we can talk about this. That's what it You know, it'd be good. Andy, bring out Bones Fossil. So, Bones, <laughs> let's talk about that punt unit team. Oh, out there. man. Oh, man. <laughs> Sitting here to recap what happened, we have uh, Kamara. We've got Coach McCarthy. I mean, literally, you could have Andy Cohen right there because that was. It was a issue in the game, but if you start to think about Bones Fossil's two years as a special teams coach, you look at this and you just say, hey man, uh, uh, brother, bro, uh, bro ham, what you doing? Jerry Jones spoke about it on 105.3 The Fan, and Jerry said that he's a conservative person in terms of special teams. And Jerry went into his background playing at the University of Arkansas for Frank Broyles, where they won a national championship. Jerry's a very conservative guy when it comes to special teams. Bones Fossil ended up talking about Now, just in case, let me just highlight the play. So, uh, at this point in the football game, it is a fourth and 20 on the forty-six. And the Cowboys go after the punt. They get the roughing the kicker with 153 to go, and they call it on Camaro. And then the Chargers get the football first and 10 at the 39. They run off uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight plays. They miss the field goal. They miss the field goal, and the Cowboys go into the half 14 to 11. And this is what Bones Fossil said to the media yesterday. I didn't get who they actually, a jersey number, because it was a train wreck right there at the block spot. But what I got on film is that their number 40 hooked Kamara and pulled them back into the punter. And, you know, I, you can make a great case it was holding. Or that the punter hit his own blocker. But there was a lot of bodies at that pile, and so um, our goal was to come after him. Okay. 
that was a part of the explanation. He also went on to say and tried to rationalize what happened in the game by by putting it on the fans and saying, mm. "All right, you know what, Cowboy fans, you want to, you know, you want aggressive." So I tried to get the fans what they need, and I'm like, "Hmm." Can't wait to talk to Danny and Barry about this, guys who played on special teams. So, Danny, I'm going to start with you. Um, Bones Fossil, it's like I'm trying to get the fans what they want, get the people what they want. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to go too hard on, on on Coach Fossil. I think the last two years, well, his first year here, he made some, some head-scratching uh, decisions as far as what he's calling and when he's calling it, um, and, and, and this has been no different. I, I would have rather him come out and say, hey, man, th- this was our game plan, and, and, and this is what what we said we were going to do in this situation, and it just didn't work out for us. And, uh, you know, we, we'll think about that a little harder next time uh, we get into the situation. Instead, my man says, hey, Cowboys fans, you know, I answered the call for y'all, man. I heard y'all. I've been listening to the podcast. I've been uh, reading the newspaper. I actually heard y'all in the stands since it was so many Cowboys fans in the stands out there in L.A., and I heard y'all saying, Russ, 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 Russ. And I said, you know what? Block that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and satisfy the fans because that's the type of coach that I am, all right? And then he called the block, and uh, it didn't work out for him. Uh, it doesn't really make much sense, the explanation. You know, he's the coach. He gets to call those things. Didn't make much sense to me, but, you know, that's why he get paid the big bucks for now. Yeah, I mean, look, it was it was just a bad mistake, and you got to own it. I mean, look, if he if he goes out there and blocks the punt and we're in great field position or we even score, then he's a genius. But it happened the opposite way. We ended up getting the flag and, and prolonging the Chargers' drive on that one. So for me, you know, as a coach, you would love for him to just say, you know what, hey, that's the risk I took. You know, I, I'm in this business to take risks, and uh, that was a risk that ended up failing for me. But, you know, it happens. It happens. It's called football. But instead of that, he, he tried to, sw- you know, switch things around a little bit and say, hey, you know what? I did this for the fans, for the diehard fans that, you know, we've been used to mediocrity here for the past couple years. And you know what? I'm taking risk. I'm a risk taker. I did this for y'all. No, no, you didn't do that for, for, the, for, the, for the fans. All right. You went out there, you tried to block a punt, you tried to, you know, put your special team stamp on the game, and it ended up backfiring. I mean, that's just as simple as it was. He's just got to take it on the chin and ride with it like that. But instead, you toss it on Cowboys Nation. And you know, Cowboys Nation is not going to respond well to that. You, you know, we got some of the, the most wilding fans out there, and they're going, they're going to voice their opinions. So I'm interested to see how they react to this, but to me, you got to take that one on the chin. Well, as a fan, it's a slap in the face to the fans because it's something that didn't work. It's like, oh, see, y'all said this, and it didn't work, so guess you guys don't know what you're talking about. That's what it sounded like yeah. to me. So I don't know, but I think I'm not as mad as at him for the play or the situation. I think that that's what you're supposed to do when you're playing football is in that situation as a special teams person – um, rush the kicker. Unfortunately, I think he didn't really look at who he has on the field because Kamara, that was his first game playing yesterday. He's not a vet. So I think if you would have had a seasoned guy in that, he would have been able to read the situation better and not have made that mistake. I think that was where the mistake was, is not knowing who's out there and who's in a situation to do something like that. If you know, it works. It worked with the Steelers game. It, it's, it, it happens. And every, he's the everybody's hero if that does work. So I think you do have to do that kind of stuff. And he said that was his game plan. Every time it's not a question, that's what we're doing. And I don't fault him for that at all. I just think he should have known who he had out there as a coach and decided, hey, you know, maybe I'm not going to put this on this guy right now because I don't think he's ready to deal with that. So oh, – go ahead, Danny. Yes, my Oh, no, I'll – you know – 
it's it, like I said, it's his, it's his right to make the call. Um, fourth and twenty, you know, like I said, he he does have to know his guys. But I think this is just a continuing trend for for my man Bones Fossil. All right, like I said, you know, we we run a fake punt on our, from our own twenty last season. Uh, that makes absolutely no sense. Is the, was it a reverse? It was a reverse <laughs> it was, pass. It was a reverse. So you actually lose yards on the play in order to try to gain some more yards, and you know, and the situation didn't make sense. Even if he didn't pass it, he, he it was fourth and five. He had to run thirty <laughs> yards just yeah, to get to five. Get I mean, just... um, you see some of the squib kicks that happened in game one uh, this year, where we're like, why don't you just kick it out the back of the end zone? Uh, we have our field goal kicker who misses so much time uh, throughout the preseason, comes in and try to kick a, a sixty yarder. Uh, just some of the some of the decisions here, like you got you got to have faith. In your guys, but at some point you got to protect your guys as yeah. well. Well, uh, I almost want to ask you: Do you think he has too much faith in the guys? Because is he like you know um, writing up stuff that these guys can't handle at this point in time? No, I, I, I think that uh, he has too much too much leeway. <laughs> I think that, <laughs> that somebody need to, to, to pull him to the side and say, yeah. "Hey, man, come on, bro. Uh, you you are about to single handedly at some points get us all fired." Yeah. All right, because uh, you know as the head coach here. It all comes back to me, no matter what, right? Because mm-hmm. you know they're gonna say, "Hey, man, did you run that by McCarthy?" And did McCarthy say it was okay for you to run a fake from the twenty? Mm-hmm. Did he say it was okay for you to try to rush the kicker on fourth and twenty mm-hmm. instead of uh, playing it safe and giving our offense the chance to move the ball down the field like they've been doing all day, right? Mm-hmm. So I think this, you know, at some point you gonna have to sit down and say, "Hey, bro." Hey, just call call it regular. If you're gonna try something crazy, walk over to me and ask me, so right. I can tell you yes yeah. or no. And look, and this, you, oh, go ahead, go ahead, oh, go ahead. Go I ahead. just want to say real quick, you don't want you know offense wins loses game, defense wins loses. You don't want the special teams to be the reason why you lose the game. Yeah, so yeah, but that's been a consistent problem. Yeah, here that makes for, sense. For the past, he wants to put his for the past, on the game, mm-hmm. but, but for the past three seasons, yeah. And we yeah. keep talking about the Cowboys losing the special teams mm-hmm. battle. You go back into you know once again, look at the situation. The football game, it's fourth and twenty. You're getting the football back. It is. 150, so it's 209 when he calls. So you, it's right before the two minute drill here. You're getting the football back. The previous possession, you'd gone 10 yards. They start, uh, I mean, 10 plays. You started at your own 23, drive stall, and it was a fourth and five, an incomplete pass to Cooper at the 41. So you were having some success with your football team at this point in time. Just get the ball back. Let Dak run the two minute drill. Did you need to at this point in time in a three point game go for this? I looked at it and I said, nah, that really wasn't the time to go ahead and do that. Your offense had been playing well and just didn't have a lot of possessions. The Cowboys had eight possessions in this yeah. whole football game. So that's my thing. I just kind of shook my head at it. Here is Bones Fossil with the media yesterday giving his explanation about the uh, going for the uh, black punt. I think Cowboys fans aren't the play it safe type. So I was going to give them what they wanted, come after their ass on punt rush. So I hope they're happy with it. Because we we came we came after him, um, it's kind of the mindset going into the game that we're gonna we're gonna come after this come after this football, um, and you can sure debate everything, <laughs> um, but I'm still not so sure that we actually roughed him. With a three point lead, I find that interesting. So, Danny, I was telling you earlier. So, in my ethics class, my business <laughs> ethics class that I'm taking here, last night I had to read one of these long papers, and in it it talked about. A rationalization. And that's what you just heard from Bones Falls. That's called rationalization. I'm going to rationalize what it is I did, even though you guys are like, what in the heck did you do? <laughs> and within that, it says, the problem is how to admit a wrongful conduct at the same time avoid the blame. So the major strategy here is passing the buck. One acknowledges the existence of a problem, but makes someone else responsible for it, which was, I did this for the fans. I did this for you. I did it for me. Then I was for you. 
no, no, this is wrong. And I go back to one reason why Bones Fossil got let go with the Rams. One of the stories that I heard was that he called a fake punt and didn't tell Sean McVay. And that was kind of like, you know, we're going to go ahead and do, go our little separate Sounds like he did that last year, too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to know. So what do you think our, our issue is, specifically with special teams coaches? I feel like we've lost two two really top-notch Damn guys, right? Around the league, coaches. you would say that Joe D. Camillus is a known name around the league. Mm-hmm. He got out of here and went to Chicago. And then you see Rich, as soon as uh, John got the job out there uh, for the Raiders, Rich is like, I- I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And then, Rich Basaccia. Yeah, Rich Basaccia. So we bring in KO, who is trying to run Rich's uh, scheme. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. And, and, he, was, and, he, wasn't, and he wasn't ready to do it. Uh, and now we got, we got Bones from L.A., who's – the total opposite of what Joe D and, and Rich were as far as their philosophy when it comes to special teams, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you take chances when when it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. I got a punt block against Philly uh, the year we went 4-12. and 12, was all the way and back we, Yeah, we were yeah. all the way in their territory. Mm-hmm. Our quarterback was out. So, at that point, we were desperate, we you know what I'm saying, to, to make a play. Mm-hmm. Not the situation that we went through uh, th- th- this Sunday. Nah, I think you got <laughs> to get a happy medium here. Like, when we had Joe D and we had uh, Rich out here, we didn't really have a big emphasis on special teams. And they always kind of just, you know, threw guys in there. We never really outside of you, maybe Wilbur, and a couple other cats, we didn't have any core special teamers, and they didn't really put the emphasis on special teams. So I feel like those guys felt like, hey, you know, we're not wanted here. We're going to go somewhere where we're wanted. Now we have the situation where Fossil's in here, and we're, we're putting him up on a pedestal. We're giving him all this leeway. You can call what you want. It's fourth and three. Go ahead and call Bring a reverse pass. In. Bring your guys in. Do what you want to do. And we're putting this huge emphasis on, on special teams. So he feels like, hey, I got a little juice here. Let me go ahead and flex a little bit. And so far, his flexes have been, you know, not the right thing to do, especially last year after those couple fakes that we had on fourth down, <laughs> which are still head-scratching to me. I just think we gave him a little bit too much leeway. we got to find a happy medium in there somewhere to where he's not just going out here calling fakes and calling blocks in you know, inopportune times. I mean, yeah. like you said, why wouldn't you just – that two-minute drill – it's fourth and 20. Why don't you set up a, a nice return to get the ball back for your offense? The Chargers haven't stopped the offense all day. Dak was doing his thing all day. So let's just sit back, let the offense do what they got to do instead of trying to put our special team stamp on the game. And that's what I think – Rich and Joe D did a great job of. They let the game come to them. They didn't just go out there and take hella risks like that. And that's what we're seeing. Last thing. And messing up my top ten defense, man. If they get more yards, oh, that's a wrap. they get more yeah. yards. I can you taste know what the steak because now. we get the ball. Man, almost, fine. almost tied the game. Yeah, bro. They almost yeah. tied the game. Luckily, the field goal was missed. Hey, real quick, New Year. I, I can taste that steak right now. That Danny's fitting to have to, <laughs> have to pay me after this top ten. Get that heavy butter with the lobster. Yeah, it's crazy because be we, we got Washington twice. We mm. got Philly, who I think we're gonna shut down this week. So I mean, we we got a chance to. Get up there. 15 right. games, baby. It's 15 yeah, games. Yeah, 15 games left. And, and we're getting better. The defense is getting better. What are you talking about? The defense is getting yards? better. Huh? Railroads? You talking about them giving Yeah, yeah, yeah. we get better. We get better. That's how they do total defense now. Is yeah, we yards. Get, they you didn't even know that. You didn't <laughs> even know that until I They've been pointing that out, my boy. They've been pointing that out, my boy. You didn't even know that until I said But now I do. <laughs> Speaking of the defense getting better, I, uh, let's talk about how they will have an improved defense Monday night when they take on the Philadelphia Eagles. That's Danny, Britt. Barry, Nui, this is the Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. 
It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to the Players' Lounge. Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders making the team is back for another exciting season. Don't miss new episodes every Friday at 9, 8 central, only on CMT. All right, Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com here in the SWBC Mortgage Studios. It's Barry Church, yes, number 42, the, the newest member of the cast. Britt Johnson and number 40, the survivor himself. He is <laughs> the Black <laughs> Every time I hear it, I gotta say it. Hey, listen, y'all don't laugh with church, okay? Y'all don't laugh with church. Y'all don't laugh with church, all right? Me and church are friends. We are. Okay. All right. Don't let church get y'all blocked on Twitter, all right? The show survivor on CBS. Airs tomorrow. Danny got his hair did. Yeah, you ready for you know, it? Boy, you look good. Yeah, yeah, for You look good. Put a little grease up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look good. Uh, yeah, man, appreciate it. Right. I do so what I can. I do what I can. Look good. Look good. It's gonna be a party and, and everything, man. So, uh, congratulations to Danny on the show. Um, looking forward to seeing it. I've already seen a couple, you know, online photos. Little snippets. Yeah. The photos, okay. Danny. Like, yeah, okay. Right, I was trying to get my abs Model. right. I right. did see yeah, that. Well, I'm like, hold on, man. Yeah, you know, I'm just, I forgot. Glad you brought that up, listen, man. What happened was, bro. You know, we was working out together. We were. Yeah. Hey, hey, them garage yeah, scenes. Yeah, hey, yeah. they was real. We was working out together. You know what I'm saying? So I was trying to get my cuts. I see. Right. I see you know what you saying? did. Yeah. I see. You know, hey, hey, I look good. <laughs> Boy, look good. We're <laughs> 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 working out. How many sit-ups did you do for this photo shoot? Let me tell you something see let me tell you something i did three sets of abs every day three every sets day. of 20 every day. so i he woke up lying. in the morning i did three sets of abs right after lunch three sets of abs and then right after dinner three sets of abs i was abs we, <laughs> we put that on camera look at the cuts is that is that a thug life tattoo <laughs> 
That's exactly what I was like. You see the pet. Look, look, like, look at the definition. Yeah, yeah. All right, look at the definition. Yeah, and that's without baby oil, son. That's it. Hey, <laughs> that's without like baby oil. <laughs> so thank you, you, at, thank you, Nui. Look at them eyes. Look at them eyes. See, that's that's yeah. why. That's why I say, are you the crazy Negro? <laughs> <laughs> It's like he's gonna snap his soul right yeah, there. Yeah, right there, man. Hey, don't judge a book by his cover, man. You Come gonna on, eat right. your cornbread? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, not now he like life. Yeah, oh, now you quoting life, huh? I'm I ain't just trying to don't you don't be show. that guy. Okay. Uh-uh. Don't, don't be Oh, as a matter of fact, we were talking about all the people that were on Friday that passed away. Um, AJ Johnson. Yeah, AJ just Johnson. Away. Debo. Uh, the uh, Bernie Mac, the one that Bernie, Bernie Mac, Mac, the one that uh, John, pops, John Witherspoon, pops, pops, and oh yeah, yeah. Um, Miss Witherspoon, Miss Jackson, the one that pulled up in the Honda that said she looked like Miss Jackson. Oh, yeah, but she oh, she passed too. Yeah, she passed away too. Janet Jackson. I seen that. Uh, somebody posted Man. up the five hundred six somewhere it was. So yeah, they uh. They, yeah, it, <laughs> that, it was, was a, that was the most quotable. Oh yeah, because matter of life, which was more quotable? Oh Friday, Friday, yeah, Friday, yeah. yeah. Smokey hey, back here taking a- <laughs> Hey, Miss Parker. <laughs> Where you gonna let him? Miss <laughs> Parker, Miss Parker. Bye, Felicia. No, I ain't get back here. Oh, yeah, that, hey, that, that bye, Felicia turned into a thing. That's what that's. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what is this? Trying to make us forget. <laughs> hey, what is this? Hey, hey. I'm selling that, uh, them bottoms. I'm selling them bottoms. Were those sponsored? Yeah, yeah, those $20, $25 for them bottoms, man. Y'all hit me up in my DMs, bro. What, I got what, does, what does the tattoo say? Huh? What does your tattoo it say? It says warrior. I got that, you know, that's one of them, the mistakes you make when you are heading into college. It happens all of them. It happens. That's why I haven't got another tattoo since, uh, tattoo since college. I, 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 took, I gave my word. So. It won't happen again. Okay, so you can watch Danny shirtless uh, surviving tomorrow. Why? Look, check this out. Nui still has his picture up. <laughs> He's looking at the motivation. <laughs> motivation, baby. Spin class, baby. Just, hey, put that up. Put that up on your screen like and spin class. Warrior. I like the furrowed brows. You look at that furrowed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's that look The Rock was giving in Jumanji? People, what was oh, it called? I, don't know that. Oh, I didn't watch. I didn't, I didn't see Jumanji. Hey man, you look good. You look good, brother. I'm Move on. You. I'm proud of you. <laughs> you look good. We're proud of you. We're Move proud on. of you, Danny. We're proud of you, young brother. We get to talk about it tomorrow before Black the show, survived. man. So <laughs> how about them cowboys? Cowboys uh take on the Eagles Monday night football, first home game over at Jerry World. Randy Gregory expected to be back yes, off sir. the COVID list. So now you get Gregory back here. How would you utilize Micah Parsons in this game? Now that you're going to be able to get Randy Gregory back, who had a very good training camp. You're Dan Quinn now. You add one more piece. You improve your defense. Um, I'm very interested to see what kind of game plan they come up with. And you've got Jalen Hurts, who has been doing a nice job for Philadelphia in terms of running and throwing the football here in year number two. I mean, it, I think it depends on the uh, down the distance and the situation in the game. But I, I, I'm – Listening to Dan Quinn say that he can do a lot of good things at linebacker as well, so you're going to see him play both positions. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take him at his word. You're going to see him rush the edge, and I tell you, when Jalen Hurts try to turn that right corner, when you got bless you, Appreciate when you got that. four three five out there rushing, it's going to be a lot different than when you got somebody running the four five four sixes. So I think they're going to use him in some very creative ways to make sure that they keep some pressure on Jalen Hurts and don't let him escape out the pocket and outrun some of those uh, those bigger defensive ends on the edge. Um, I mean, I think he's going to be used, utilized at DN more this week and just this week. Um, 
And I know uh, Coach Quinn said that he didn't want to, like, overload him or anything like that. But he just, I mean, he just fit, fit so seamlessly into that position this week. And it was just so easy for him. I don't think they're going to pull it all the way back, obviously, and have him go just back to linebacker. I think he's still going to play most of the snaps at DN this week. Yeah, move his butt back to linebacker, man. I'm going to tell you right now. Because he, he, he ain't going to go against a backups at the tackle like he did against the Chargers. Brian Balaga was out. He went against his backup. And, and, yes, he was dominant. But I don't see that happening week in and week out. Plus, if you if you keep him at that DN spot, it's a great chance, you know, to contain Hurts and all that. I understand. But you take a lot away from his playmaking ability. If you put him at linebacker, he has a way to affect a lot of situations. Because he can run sideline to sideline. He can get deep back there against the pass. He can actually spy on Hurts a little bit. Because if he's locked up in there at that defensive end and Hurts sees that he's over on that side, he can escape on the other side. Randy Gregory got some speed too, but he don't got that Parson speed. So for me, I'm saying move him back to linebacker. Give him some give him some spots though at the DN. Like give him some packages at the DN where he can use his speed rush off the edge, maybe a, a third and long situation or something like that. But just having him down in and down at a defensive end, I'm not sure I can get down with that. I like his sideline to sideline ability at the linebacker. Plus it gives him more opportunity to make plays out there. What I can guarantee you'll see it's him line up at defensive end and somehow drop back to his linebacker. I can see that as well. I can see that. To fool the, fool the front. I think they also need him in linebacker because what we do know about the Eagles is they also they have Jalen Hurts, but they also have Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. And I, I forget the kid's name, number 14, but he, he, Gainwell. 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 Yeah. he's been making some plays out of the backfield. Uh, has a receiver number, so you know he has some speed. You know he's elusive. So they're going to need that speed uh, out of the two linebackers, 42 and 11, uh, in order to keep those guys under wraps. Looking at Jalen Hurts' numbers, he is the Eagles' leading rusher. Um, 17 attempts, 144 yards, averaging 8.5 yards a run. So 72 yards a game is what he's he's getting at, uh, out there. So while I'm not going to call him Lamar Jackson, but just that ability that you know whenever Lamar's on the football field, Look out. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about Micah Parsons, that, hey, look, you you probably need to get him back at linebacker. So, hey, we've got to be aware. So if you got Randy Gregory and Dorrance Armstrong out here closing on the ends, and then you got Jalen uh, Jalen Smith in the middle along with Micah Parsons, just kind of make sure, hey, look, man, we've got to make sure we keep this quarterback from getting out here and scrambling for seven, eight yards per run. And what, you know, and if we look back at that tape, what was his favorite move? That inside rush. He would set him up outside, inside. Set him up outside, inside. You can't do that against a guy like Jalen. Hurts. Can you take that inside, leave that outside out there like that? He is out the gate nine times out of ten. And the dangerous part of Hurts is he's not just going to take off and run. He's looking to extend the play and hit folks downtown uh, with his receivers. He got speed out there with Reger and Smith. So for me, if he's going to be on that defensive end, he is. they got to instill in his mind before the game, make sure you stay outside. Keep contained. Keep contained. Because if he keeps doing an up and under move, Hurts yeah. is going to be out the gate. I, yeah, I, I, and I would say, you, you said Lamar Jackson. I, w- I would liken him more to He's not Russell Wilson, but as yeah. far as the way that okay. he runs and the things that he's trying to do is, is closer to Russell Wilson than Lamar Jackson. And we know Russell Wilson can cause some, <laughs> some serious damage. You yeah. see, we see what Lockett, yeah. yeah, we see what he's doing with Lockett out there. You know, so you, you want to make sure you got some speed out there to, to, to keep Jalen, you know, under under wraps. So that's going to be interesting this week is, is what Dan Quinn and uh, Joe Witt Jr. devise as, as far as uh, the Cowboys defense, which – and what, the thing I did my report on after the game for, for Channel 5 was just how impressed I was with what Mike McCarthy and that whole coaching staff did on a short week having to deal with so many issues. Yep. All right, you got you, you got Rand, you got Randy Gregory who's out. And people are thinking, well, you know, maybe he can get him there. He can get there toward the end. And McCarthy's like, nah, I don't look yeah, for him. Yeah. And then here's Tank Lawrence on a Wednesday breaking his foot and to come up with that kind of game plan. And oh, by the way, and I don't know how much you guys touched on it yesterday, 
the safety play. J-Ron Kurse getting down there to the linebacker mm-hmm. spot, playing in the slot some there. I mean, Coverage. He had 60, yeah, 60-something plays. KZ coming up with that critical interception in Huge. the end zone there. And Malik Hooker playing. I mean, I'm just very impressed with how, how Witt has got these guys oh. playing some nice football in the secondary, which makes Danny feel I thought, real I was going to say, do me a favor, because you said what McCarthy and those dudes did with all the stuff they had going on. Hey, man, just for me, okay? When you talk about adjustments that, be, that are being made on defense and, and, and how <laughs> you making up for Randy Gregory and Tank being out and the DBs playing better and all that stuff. You make sure you say Dan Quinn and those guys, okay? Mike McCarthy, let him be on the offense, but as far as what's happening on the D, as much blame as we gave to Nolan when he was here, we're going to get the blame to DQ, and we're going to give the props to DQ for for the adjustments that he was able to make uh, with with those guys being out. Go ahead. Well, that's McCarthy said that. At the presser. He gave it to Dan because said Dan Quinn and his staff. But at the same time, what I will also say is this. At least the head coach is smart to get out the way. Or let you know, let the guy do his thing. He get out let, of everybody's way. Let mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you talking about? Shots fired. No, no, I'm serious. So we we just got through talking about Bones Fossil, uh, you know, having too much rope. All right, he can do whatever he wants to, calling those plays. All right, we last year when Nolan was running the defense, we were saying that Mike McCarthy was out there telling Nolan he need to do something. We were saying Nolan was out there running whatever he wants to because he been in the lab. But when you talk about the offense, who do you talk about? My man, you said. talk about Kellen Moore. Is that am I am I lying? I'm not talking about everybody's no, 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 way. No, I ain't trying to shoot no slugs, but what do you say? Kellen, we, we got on the list. Kellen Moore is the uh, offensive play calling guru. All right, Dan Quinn came over. He's running the defense, and we got you know bones oh, out here going rogue every man. once in a while. So, making some, making so he wasn't in the lab. Uh, McCarthy wasn't in that lab. He, he was there somewhere. <laughs> so he was so, there somewhere. So according to you, the only thing Mike McCarthy's the only thing he needs to do is this. No, no, no. Because that's no, what they—that's no, what they call no, Garrett no, for they so call Garrett. many years. What some, some, some of the best coaches. They, they make sure that they surround themselves with the best coordinators, and they continue to be great doing that. Nothing wrong with it. He don't want to call plays. That's him. I'm not saying he can't call plays. Kellen Moore is the play caller. That's that's just what it is. Uh-huh. Are we sold on this defense? No. Is Mike Danny? responsible for the Great. clock? <laughs> he absolutely is. Hey, you know, you had one job. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. I think I think that that's an overall problem. I think you, you you got many coaches that are out there. Specifically, I hate to say it, but I know if you watch Rich on the sideline of of the Raiders and how he was here, he was the one who was in Jason Garrett's ear telling him, "Hey, you know, th- this is about to happen. Look at the clock here. Do you want to go? You know, X Y Z. So if I'm, I don't know who that guy is for McCarthy, but the, they gonna have him on on notice this week. Mm. Um, the def- or, uh, Basham was on uh, Cowboys Hour yesterday, and he was asked about, is there a an, an, an identity for this defense yet? Like, what is your guys' identity? And he said effort and energy. Would you guys agree with that? Absolutely. Then, but don't break. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what, that's what yeah. they yeah. I don't know. Are, we, are you sold? Are you sold I, yeah, on these boys listen, yet? I tell, listen, we, Mary Nelly used to say this, man. Effort can erase a lot of mistakes. Okay. All right? And I'm sure these dudes out here making, making mistakes. Nobody plays a perfect game. But when you watch the tape, exactly what he said, that that is what you see flying off the film. Mm-hmm. These dudes are going, coming out here. They playing full speed. They thinking about it later, right? It's not. It's not a whole bunch of thinking on the field. You can see them. They, they see. They see ball get ball, and that's how you're going to win these yeah, games. And that's, that's what true. they've been doing. Bimba don't break. It works. But <laughs> can we hold up? Because there's going to be laws. We all know there's going to be laws in the season where these teams ain't going to turn the ball over. 
Can this defense and can this team still win games without getting crucial takeaways? I, you know, I don't think so. But I think they come in bunches. But I, but I but think, they also don't come in bunches. But it, I, I think I think the way that Dan so far so the far, way that Dan yeah. Quinn has been able to disguise and scheme up stuff for certain plays and also still stay true to his defense, I think that's what's helping us get these turnovers. Uh, yeah. Like I said yesterday, if you watch some of those plays, he's he's making it look like man, he's got the safety. Out there lined up on the running back. Mm-hmm. Running back motions back in. You think it's man to man. This dude goes back and play cover four, cover two. It's yeah. too high safety. Yeah. And you're confusing the young quarterback. I think that the, him continuing to put those things in, they're going to cause some turnovers. What was the two, the two biggest plays in these first two weeks? The red zone forced fumble by KZ and the interception at the, in the uh, red zone by KZ as well. I'm just, I, I, I'm, I, they're playing a lot better. But I'll be completely sold once we get you know zero takeaways and we still are able to hold the offense and we're still able to get these dubs. I like tanks too. I like tanks. The tank tanks is yeah, They make it happen. Okay, we'll see. All right, two games in. One coach I want to see. Are you giving him a thumbs up or are you saying, hmm, I still need to see a little bit more? Let's dive into that next. Right here on the playoffs. Brought to you by Hotels.com. <laughs> here we go. DallasCowboys.com right here. <laughs> Organic pumpkin smoothies are back at Smoothie King with at least 13 grams of protein each and five options to choose from. It's easy to find a favorite to help you reach your goals, like the new Keto Champ Pumpkin. Packed with a whopping 23 grams of protein and nine net carbs, it's a quick and nutritious meal on the go. So order online or through the app for pickup or delivery. And power up with pumpkin and protein, official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Smoothie King, rule the day. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Back to the Players' Lounge. Cowboys Nation, it's football season, and that means it's time for all-new gear. Just head to the Pro Shop, the official store of Cowboys Nation, and score classics like your favorite player jerseys, tees, and hats, plus exclusive collections and unique accessories. The Pro Shop has more Cowboys gear than anyone in the game. Visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or online at shop.dallascowboys.com. Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. Barry Church, Britt Johnson, Danny McRae. Cowboys 1-1 one one now. Getting ready to 
getting ready for their first home game of the year. It's a Monday night contest. The Philadelphia Eagles come to town. The Eagles are 1-1. One one. The Cowboys are 1-1. One one. Washington 1-1. One one. Giants 0-2 in the NFC East. So, this is a game for a share, if not sole possession of first place, depending on how this goes. Cowboys offense right now, number four in the National Football League in total yards, 435 a game. Cowboys scored 20 points in the win over the Chargers, 31 points in the close loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let us dive into the offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Mm. Two games in, Mm. I want everybody to tell me, thumbs up on what he's doing or you need to see more. I'm not going to give him a thumbs down because the offense, in my opinion, so far has definitely done a lot of what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna we're gonna start with you. You gonna start with the boy? He's trying to put it on me. You gonna start with the kid? Go ahead. All right. Church service. No, I'm gonna give my man. Time to pay time. That's gonna cost you a little bit more for that. Take him to church, man. Take him to church. No, but I'm gonna give Keller Moore huge two thumbs up. I mean, look, we, we got on this guy last year about his play calling and how he doesn't get his playmakers the ball in space and all this other stuff. And and I feel like he's done a great job adapting to what the defense has given it to him. Like when we first talked about that Tampa Bay game, we all thought, you know, their front seven is their strength. Vita Vey, Ndamukong Sue, all that. I don't know how they're going to be able to run the ball. Kellen Moore thought outside the box and said, let me go ahead and attack their secondary. And as for the run game, we're just going to do a couple bubble screens, get our guys the ball in space, and let them do damage. And that's exactly what they did. They didn't pull out the victory, but that wasn't the offense's fault. I felt like Kellen Moore called a great game plan. He didn't get the ball to Zeke a lot, but he got that offense going and productive. And then we fast forward it to week two against the Chargers, where we looked at there and we looked at them and said, okay, they're specializing in a 3 3 5 defense. Three. Down linemen, three linebackers, and usually five DBs out there. If it's not that, there's a 3-4 defense, which, again, three down linemen, four linebackers. So when you're going against defenses like that, those run lanes are going to be wide open because all you got is three down linemen right there. So what did Kellen Moore do? He attacked their weaknesses. And what we did, we gave the ball to Pollard. We gave the ball to Ezekiel Elliott, and those guys went to work. We went out there, controlled the game. If you look at it, we controlled the game throughout the game. I mean, it was there was no question about it. We made one mistake on that interception. But other than that, I feel like the offense played flawlessly. I think his adaptability this season has been remarkable. And he's going at the weaknesses of defenses, and that's what the offensive coordinator is supposed to do. Hopefully he can keep this going. But for me right now, I'm giving him two thumbs up. Let the church say amen. Amen. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, what he said. I give him a thumbs up as well. Uh, I think he did a great job. Um, I always say, you know, people say it's crazy if it doesn't work, you know. And – I think everything that he's been doing now, a lot of times people, you know, they, they're stuck in their ways. They've been doing something for a long time. When you have a young guy come in, people are like, he's doing all this crazy stuff. Um, like we said yesterday, seven guys touched the ball multiple times in the game, not just once, multiple times in the game. And so you, you're like, everything's being spread out. There's not this one guy we're focusing on. I loved it. He did what he was supposed to do to get us a win, and it worked out. Um, with Pollard as well, he was actually nominated for FedEx Ground NFL Player of the Week. Um, the other two nominees are Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry, so he is in very good company there. Make sure you guys go vote for him. Um, 
The money goes to an HBCU. It's like $2,000 that's mm-hmm. donated in his name. But you have till tomorrow to vote. So you guys should vote on NFL.com. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to give him a thumbs up. Okay. Uh, th- you know, I'm two thumbs up like y'all did. I think yeah. our offenses look look very, very good. When I when I complain about Zeke uh, not getting the balls, because I'm biased and I want to see <laughs> I want to see Zeke, I want to see Zeke run it. But what he's been doing has been working. Um I think now uh he's gonna have an opportunity to get maybe three thumbs up. There it <laughs> because, is. Because uh my man Amari Cooper has the bruised ribs. Uh. You already out Gallup, so you're gonna have to figure out a way to make this offense work when you're not seeing double teams on Amari Cooper and you just have CeeDee Lamb and now you have Tony Pollard and, and Zeke in the game as, as your main threats. Um, so I think he's going to have an opportunity to prove prove his worth more. Uh, he's already doing a great job, and hopefully he can continue to do so because uh, Philly's defense, yeah, they, they, real they, now. They, they still can play. <laughs> they still can. One of the things that you're coming into this week is you're not – talking about Terrence Steele in a negative way. The mm-hmm. Cowboys went out here um, as he filled in for Collins at the right tackle. They gave him the proper uh, help out there, and the young man did a really nice job. I, I asked Dak about that after the game. I thought it was something that needed to be we needed to talk a whole lot mm-hmm. about because people were fearful, thinking, oh my gosh, Joey Bosa's about to come out here. Uh, Micah Parsons had, a much, had much more impact as a defensive rush in than Joey Bosa did for the Chargers. Not a doubt. 60 plays by the offense. They had eight possessions. They scored on four of them. That's great efficiency on the road. 27 passes, 31 runs. Totally different game plan that he had from what you had to do against the Bucs. He was criticized against the Bucs. But, folks, let's look at the fact that Tampa's defensive backfield wasn't good. You're already down one starter. He had another starter break his arm during the game. That was where you needed to attack. I just thought he did an excellent job of mixing up and having the balance and the opponent was different and he came up with a different game plan. So to me, I got to give Kellen Moore uh, two thumbs up for for what he's done so far in these two games. He's put the Cowboys in the position offensively I think they needed to be. No, listen, there's no break for my man Steele now, okay? <laughs> he, got some, he got some dots. Graham's out. Graham's out. Oh, he's out? Yeah, Graham is oh, out. Oh, man. Is okay, out. well, so, I love it then. Got, got, out you still, baby. He might have a chance hey, out yeah, there. Yeah, I still want you to drink your protein shake and do all that. You know, make sure everything is right. But it looks better. It looks a lot better with Graham being out because he he was he was playing well. Let me ask y'all this real quick because I know we run out of time. Let's just say Steele puts together four or five <laughs> excellent displays. No pressures, no sacks. No. I'm just There's not a right chance? Now. No. No chance at all? Right now, no. No. All right. No, I, Danny, I say yes. Britt, Britt, yes. Britt, you say because yes? Because I think when you're when something's going well, you don't need to mess it up. Don't change it. I don't care if Collins comes back. If something's working right now, let's keep that because we could lose Collins again. Something mm-hmm. else could happen. He could get another test, some, ish, some issue. I say if it's going well, let's keep it going. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back with LC just because he, he was playing well before he, uh, you know, Got suspended, and he is he is making the big bucks. So I think they're still going to give him that shot uh, to get back in the game and have uh, still as a swing tackle because now they know that they have uh, reliable swing tackle. And the thing that you have with Collins is you've got an ability to let him play more one on one. You don't have to give him the kind of help that you have to give Steele. Okay. So that's why you're going to go back to Collins because it'll give Kellen more more options in his uh, offense. Now after the season. There's a whole new different kind of conversation mm-hmm. going on there. Mm-hmm. But during the season, I mean, that's that's uh, that's that's your guy. Yeah. And uh, he didn't lose the spot because he wasn't playing well. 
Right. So it wasn't about the play on the field. So. And that's and that's not Jerry's mo, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah you, you, you're not, he, he's going to give you an extra chance of anything, right? right. Jerry's going to give you a second and third chance to, to to prove yourself and make sure you could do that thing right. Just look at Randy Gregory. So he's not going to lose his spot just based off being suspended. Yeah. Players Dak. lounge for a Tuesday. Let's get back at back at it on a Wednesday. Players are off. Up, uh, Britt. What do you got coming up TV wise uh, this week here? Uh, the shows I'm doing, yeah. um, I do Cowboys Rewind on Fridays, okay. uh, airs on Sundays at 11 a.m., and then Cowboys Flashback just aired yesterday at 6 p.m. on CBS, and then it's on YouTube as well. So, And then yeah. me and Danny are going to be doing a sit-down interview tomorrow. Um, I believe it'll air on TV, but it will for sure be on our webs- or on the Cowboys website. It'll be probably on my YouTube, because i got to be like, I know this guy, you know, <laughs> before he gets all famous and big league to me. <laughs> <laughs> but we will be doing a sit-down interview talking about Survivor that will yeah. be shot tomorrow. All right, that's it. Player Signs will talk to you tomorrow right here on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!